Welcome to Southern Flair, the show that talks about the highs and lows of female entrepreneur, mother, and wife. I'm your host, Crystal Geis, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this exciting journey. Hi there. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I am going to read what I have written. This tells a personal story that is a sensitive topic for me, but my dad is a huge part of who I am. And so I felt it was important to share this right away in the beginning. Because this is a sensitive topic, I have written a lot of this. Not all of my episodes will be like this. We'll have a lot of live episodes, a lot of episodes where we bring other people in um, and we just talk about experiences that I've been through that I hope will help other people and my listeners and experiences that maybe they're going through um, as well in life. So the title today is Not Every Relationship is a Fairy Tale, Navigating a Complex Father-Daughter Bond. Not everyone is a daddy's girl, and that's okay. In this episode, I want to share my personal experience of having a love-hate relationship with my father. While our bond has been challenging, I know he would always be there for me, whether it's bailing me out of jail or helping me with my rent. However, our relationship isn't without its difficulties, and I carry my own anger that stems from my childhood. This is a sensitive topic for me despite the challenges. I love and appreciate my dad for the person he is and the valuable lessons he has taught me. Growing up, I may have not been a typical daddy's girl, but my dad was always there for me, even when he couldn't physically be present. Although he was closer to my older brother, bonding over shared interests like hunting and fishing, I now realize that this relationship with my brother was special because of the possibility it could be a limited time frame. My brother, at age 38, was diagnosed with congestive heart failure from a rare gene he inherited from my mother, who we will talk about in a later episode. Luckily, my brother was blessed with a new heart, and five years later, you wouldn't know by looking at him what he has been through and still faces daily. It's fascinating how things that seem negative in the past often have a purpose that becomes clearer with time. I've learned to trust God and know that even in difficult moments, there is a reason behind the pain, whether it's a blessing or a blessing waiting to unfold. What my brother has gone through makes all of my problems seem so small. We both owe a lot of our independence and strength to my dad. When I was in fourth grade, my parents divorced and it had a profound impact on our family dynamics. The transition was far from easy and my dad carries deep regret for his actions during that time. Witnessing my mother's resentment towards him hardened my own heart, as I also felt the pain he had caused her. Divorce undeniably leaves a lasting mark on children, causing emotional trauma. It's crucial for parents to be mindful of what they expose their children to as they absorb everything. Children should be allowed to form their own opinions about their parents later in life without being influenced by past experience from adults. As time went on, my dad had a lot of girlfriends. Being a young girl, I idolized all of them and it would break my heart every time it didn't work out. I can remember once asking my dad what happened to so-and-so and why she didn't come around anymore. Of course, he thought he was protecting me and trying to be funny, but what he said that day stuck with me forever. He told me that she had ugly feet so he couldn't date her. This started my desire for perfectionism. As a 12-year-old, worrying if I had pretty enough feet to keep a boyfriend. Now listen, no one is perfect. I'm not bashing my dad here, so please don't take it this way. I'm simply trying to be authentic and explain how things like this affect young girls and our relationships with men. 
My dad had no idea the effect that this would have on me, or I'm sure he never would have said those words. Influences on self-perception. Throughout my teenage years, I engaged in rebellious behavior. By the age of 16, I was drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, experimenting with recreational drugs, sneaking out of the house, using fake IDs to get into bars, and I was engaging in sexual activity. I was searching for something more, something I felt that I was lacking. My attitude towards my parents mirrored the hurtful behavior that I had observed them do to each other during their divorce. It's important to note that my parents were hardworking and loving, but they were unaware of the extent of what I was going through and have been through. I was craving something more, and my parents had no idea. That was a hard time in my life, and I am blessed that I am not that 16-year-old girl anymore. Lessons learned and personal growth. Despite the challenges, I have cherished memories from my childhood, including lake trips, horseback riding, camping, fishing, hunting, cookouts, and family reunions, many of which my dad was very involved in. The car accident I was involved in during my junior year of high school became a turning point for my parents. They took a strong stance, with my dad going as far as confronting some young men at a house I shouldn't have been at. I was essentially banned from parties, and my parents' vigilance kept me on a different path. I have no idea how they could find me with only a pager in the late 90s. I just cannot fathom having the technology that we do now back then. The internet, smartphones, and social media as a confused teenager could have destroyed me in my life. My heart goes out to teenagers in this day and age. My junior year is when things drastically changed for me. I was getting the attention from my parents since their divorce that I was craving. My mom decided enough was enough, and she moved me to a new high school my junior year. Moving to a new high school compounded my frustration, and receiving an old embarrassing car from my dad further fueled my discontent. In my mind, my dad bought me the crappiest, most embarrassing car that you could ever imagine. After he took my truck, gave it to my brother, I demanded a very specific car from him. I wanted a Honda with a five-speed and a sunroof. I thought that I was the one in control that day. Instead, he surprised me with a 1989 Hyundai Rust Bucket. The back seats had horse blankets on them to cover the tears, but it had a sunroof and a five-speed. I was mortified. A new school with a rusty old car. I thought my life was ruined by my parents. I would only drive the car to park in private places, then I would get my friends to pick me up. I intentionally went to school late every day and left early so no one would see my car. These experiences, they ultimately shaped me into a stronger person. Eventually, I realized I had to work to afford a car that I could be proud of. This is when I discovered a co-op opportunity in high school, which allowed me to work, get paid, and leave school early. I even took agricultural classes to maximize my time away from school. These experiences helped me gain a sense of independence and responsibility. Now as an adult, I can be honest with myself about all of this. You have to picture me going into a job interview at a local feed store. I put my classiest outfit on that just happened to be a knee-length teal pencil skirt with a crop top. I was determined to get that job. I can't totally remember, but I think I was hired on the spot to work the front desk. This job actually taught me some incredible lessons. This is where I learned what rebar was, how to do inventory, use a cash register, what crude protein was, and how to mix grass seed. I honestly loved the job. 
My mom was so proud of me that she went and helped me get a newer car that I could make the payment on. Life was wonderful again in my teenage mind. Not long after the new car high was over, another blow at just 19. There I was, pregnant, at the end of my senior year. This changed me. It changed everything about me and my future. Telling my parents that I was pregnant was not easy. My dad honestly took it better than my mom. He immediately wanted to turn my graduation cookout into a shotgun wedding. And my mom, she offered me another way out. However, I knew in my heart that for whatever reason, I was supposed to go down that road and have that baby. Working for my dad forced me into college. Later, this led to me working for my dad, where I learned a great deal of what I now apply to businesses every day. I learned bookkeeping, the construction industry, how to drive a skid steer, my first websites, manufacturing, the hunting industry, sales, bids, putting products into box stores, how to sell businesses, negotiations, logistics, shipping, marketing, trade shows, grit, not to let fear in, and to never take no as an answer to something that I wanted while working for my dad, it was brutal. We headbutted daily. This pushed me to go back to college. In 2009, I went back to school and quit working for my dad. I worked full-time at a racehorse farm doing some bookkeeping as an executive assistant and graduated with my bachelor's in business and marketing. This is why I chose my first episode to be about my dad. He's always there at the beginning and in the ending in everything that I do. It used to infuriate me when he would say his favorite quote, be the solution, not the problem, but now it makes total sense. See, when we are young, we think we know it all, but in reality, we do not know anything and have no idea what the future will hold. As a business owner now, I know that my dad has respect for me. He has a lot of regrets, as do I, but when it comes down to it, he taught me some real life and valuable lessons that stuck with me in ways that have contributed to where I am in life today. Fast forwarding 13 years later and my dad actually calls me for advice. He even has set me up with opportunities in business that have afforded me to pay off my college loans and allow me to help my own kids in the same way. Nothing in life was ever handed to me, but my dad made sure I had the tools that were needed to succeed if I wanted to make the choice to do so. Being a daddy's girl does not mean sharing hobbies or being indulged by your dad. Relationships in life are hard and nothing is perfect. Relationships take time and work and you can't sit back and expect someone else to contribute to your life if you're not willing to contribute the same. My dad has always been in construction and even as a 62-year-old man, he is still out there every day building barns, digging ditches, or running equipment. He will never stop because it's just who he is. My dad is one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. Now watching him grow older, we wish he would spend more time with family and not make work his entire life, but we also realize it's just who he is. Putting work over family is just how he survives his own trauma. We all have trauma and we are better off when we can own the trauma that we've been through in life and we can learn how to use those experiences as learning lessons. We cannot let them define us or be an excuse. If we don't take the lessons in life and learn from them and stop repeating them, then we aren't growing at all. My only regret is that I wish I knew all of this a little earlier in life so I could have stopped my own daughter's trauma. Life is a choice that we get to make for ourselves, and we have to own those choices. 
I'm still unsure if I'm a daddy's girl or not, but I'm happy, grateful, and content with the love-hate relationship me and my dad have. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Southern Flair. I appreciate your support and would love to hear your feedback as we continue to grow. I want this podcast to be an interactive experience, so I encourage you to like and follow my Facebook group, Southern Flair with Crystal Geist, to engage in discussions.